the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. How you doing? Beautiful day. Plenty of sunshine. 81 the high. Kind of cloudy night low 60. Tomorrow a little different, but we'll take it on the cloudy side. Might get a shower and a high of 78. Looks like, by the way, 70 to 85 in that range for the foreseeable future. So that kind of up and down thing looks like it's going in the in the past. And we're going to have a nice summary kind of thing starting to finally kick in. Looking forward to that very much. How you doing? How was your weekend? I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Had a chance to grill a couple of times with the family, played some cornhole yesterday, and just hung out together, which is very nice, among other things. My son's uh, just graduated from college, my son Tim, and he's hanging out with us for a while before moving on to the next chapter, whatever that might be. And so we're just enjoying the days as they come, one day at a time. Hope that Hopefully you had a, a wonderful weekend, too. Uh, one of the things that we talked about a little bit over the weekend, if you're listening to the radio station, is our partnership with Bible League. It's something we do around this time each year. And basically try to work uh, with them as they've been around for over 80 years, providing Bibles for folks around the world. And um, this time around, the focus is on Asia, which is the largest continent in the world. Over half the world's population lives in Asia. And um, the church is growing the fastest there. Very exciting. However, the one, at least one of the challenges is very few Christians have a Bible once they become a believer as far as growing. So it's just a simple thing. That's what I love about working with Bible League is it's very simple, and our listening audience can be part of this. It's $5 to help out with the Bible, and it'll be in the recipient's language. It's just, to me, like a no-brainer. Everyone can identify with the idea of having a Bible, how important it is to have one. So if you want to help out, uh, we believe that it's important to, to do this. We can't do everything. We can't get millions of Bibles, per se, unless there's some kind of an amazing miracle. Uh, and even God could do that. But we thought 2,200 Bibles this month would be a reasonable goal. And so far, we're at 555. So that's a good start. We are starting to run out of month, though. May wraps up, I guess, technically this Sunday, if I have my math straight. So if you're willing to help out, now it's getting closer to crunch time as far as what we were hoping to do as a WFL listening family. It's part of what we do as a radio station. There are a couple of different ways you can do it. You can either go to our site, it's right there, Fan the Flame, Bibles for Asia. Very easy, can't miss it. Click on that and do whatever you can. $5 covers the cost of one, 10 for two, three for 15. You get the idea. If you happen to have the means to do more, that's wonderful. Maybe you can do a $100 gift and it takes care of 20 of the Bibles. Do a $1,000 gift, 200 Bibles, whatever you want to do. Again, they'll be in the recipient's language, which to me is a cherry on top of the Sunday there. Already get a $5 Bible and getting it to the person is a great deal, let alone in their language. Obviously, it needs to be in their language. So help out if you would. You could also call 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673. Let's see if we can together take a bite out of this and get to our goal by the uh, end of the week. I know that we can. We've done it many times before. 
It's just a matter of folks saying, all right, I matter. I heard what he said. I'll do something. Even if it's just one Bible, do something and, and be involved. Um, so, yeah. So thank you for that. Coming up this hour, want to let you know, we're looking forward to having a gentleman named Crawford Loritz join us. He's a longtime family friend, actually. And um, he's a senior pastor, Fellowship Bible Church in Roswell, Georgia. He's been a speaker at Family Life Marriage Conferences. He's written a bunch of books, and there's a new one he's written with his wife, Karen, called Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for Generations to Come. So looking forward to having him on very much so. They'll become a little bit later on the hour, and I'm going to say in the next day or two, we'll actually have copies of that you can win on our website through the Rewards Club, which is free to join. Uh, so that's one thing, it's kind of a main entree. But before we get to that, I also wanted to let you know, coming up in a few moments, I want to play back for you a conversation we had last week with a gentleman named Garrett Reisman. He's an astronaut. I mean, he's retired now. But uh, a really interesting story. In fact, at the top of the hour during the news section there, you might have heard about the SpaceX launch and the weather conditions for tomorrow. It's supposed to be a launch. I guess, you know, I had lost touch of this, but we haven't launched, uh, you know, NASA, did the, the shuttle, all those shuttle you heard about over the years. They haven't sent a shuttle since 2011 from U.S. soil. And um, we've had astronauts in space, but they've come through, like hitched a ride on Russian um, spaceships and all that sort of thing. So tomorrow, weather permitting, is the first time since 2010, 2011, uh, about 10 years, that this is happening from U.S. soil. And what's a little bit different is it's NASA teaming up with SpaceX, which is a you know, it's a, it's a business. So they're working together to make this launch happen. So our little chat that we had last week, I just want to play a few minutes of it for you. The gentleman's name is Garrett Reisman, and we'll have him on here in a few moments in case you missed it, just kind of leading into tomorrow's actual launch. It was cool to have an astronaut in the program last week and get perspective uh, like that. So we'll give you, and just to give you that also to let you know, we have copies uh, of our, on our website of podcasts of programs that you're welcome to help yourself to any time right in our homepage at WFIL.com. So if you missed the program, feel free to look it up there, right in our homepage, again, at WFIL.com, or you can certainly subscribe to the show podcast. It's just called The Tim DeMoss Show, and you can get it wherever you get your podcast, pretty much, uh, I think, uh, Spotify and or, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or different names, depending on your platform you're using, things like that. Stitcher, help yourself anytime you like to that. And if, again, if you want to subscribe. All right, brief break. We'll come back, give you that clip from Garrett Reisman, who was on with us last week. And then we have Crawford Lewitt's going to join us as well. That and a lot more coming up from the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 410, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL going to play back that conversation for you shortly. Garrett Reisman, former NASA astronaut and SpaceX consultant. But before that, uh, I want to go above the clouds, if you will. I've played this clip a couple of times in the past five or six weeks. It bears repeating every once in a while for perspective. And let, let's go to that right now with Kirk Franklin. This is a, a little blurb that he shared, a devotional. I want to pass along with you to encourage you. Here's Kirk so, Franklin. I was on a flight from Dallas to New York several years ago, and as soon as we took off from the gate, I noticed that the plane stopped moving. 
And after 15 minutes, it turned into 30 minutes, and then it turned into an hour and two hours, and the plane was full, and now people are getting up, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Folk are going to the bathroom, and now a delayed flight is now turning into a stinky flight, and people are frustrated because they don't know what's going on because there's, there's not enough communication. And the problem also was it was a sunny day, so it's like we could not see the problem. And then I also called my friend in New York, and I'm like, brother, y'all having a storm in New York? He's like, no, man, it's beautiful here. So by the time the pilot came on, he let us know that in between Dallas and New York, there was a storm. And it was a storm that we couldn't see, that all flights were being delayed. And then also there were flights in the air already in between that air traffic control was trying to land. They were trying to create space for us to get up in the air. And so when we got the information, it kind of eased our souls a little bit because somebody that was sitting above our situation, was able to give us a bigger perspective of the storm that we were in. A lot of y'all right now frustrated because you can't see what's happening right now. You're frustrated and you're in a delayed place and now it's turned into a stinky place and the plane is full. There are too many people in the house, too many people that, that are around you and, and now you're getting cabin fever. But I want to let you know, I'm inviting you to trust the one that sits high above the storm that we're in right now. And I want you to know that just because it's delayed does not mean that it's denied. And I want you to know that there's still space that he's creating so that when you take off, you'll still get there in time. And remember that the job and all the other things that you're worrying about, they are just a resource. They are not your source. The God that we're talking about that sits higher, he is your source. And if your resource closes, your God can create another resource because he is the one that can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Let's go. Kirk Franklin, great words of encouragement. Here's a great song that goes with that. It's called Looking For You, WFIL. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go. WFIL.com and on the app. Go ahead. Your head can bob a little bit. Tap your dashboard. You can even dance around a little bit if you want. It's Kurt Franklin and Looking for You at 417 at Tim DeMarshall. Love that song. Great song of encouragement. Preceded by some great words of encouragement from Kirk Franklin. And again, if you want to catch those again, just check the podcast out after the program. We'll have that up for you by 6 o'clock tonight. I mentioned a little bit earlier on, since tomorrow is that launch, at space launch, uh, we had Garrett Reisman, former astronaut with NASA and SpaceX consultant, SpaceX, the company that's uh, putting this uh, launch together along with NASA tomorrow, weather permitting. And we had him on the program as part of our uh, famous Friday show last Friday. I guess it was, man. And it uh, seems like a long time ago at the holiday weekend, but it really wasn't that long ago. Thought since the launch is tomorrow, I play a clip for you here. This is our conversation with Garrett Reisman just last Friday. Tim, I'm doing great. How are you? Nice to talk to you. We have a local connection going. You grew up in New Jersey, right? We're in PA, and so we have that local I, angle. Yes, right. Yeah. I grew up in New Jersey. In fact, I spent five years at Penn uh, as a student. Really? Did not know that. That's very cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I lived in Philly for quite a while. It was great. I loved it there. Did you, and I, now, I know you've been everybody in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> you became a Yankee fan, right? Pretty entrenched there. I was at the 09 World Series. Did you happen to be there at that time, or were you out in space? I, I was there. I was there for game two. Okay. Um, I, I had just come back from my first uh, space mission, and, and, I, and I, I remember I watched game one in Moscow, 
uh, and then hopped on a jet, and I was in New York for Game 2. Wow, crazy. I was there, too, reporting from Philly. <laughs> That's neat. Well, uh, you know, and on a side note, you know, you hear about kids growing up, they want to be a firefighter, a policeman, an astronaut. I don't know that I've actually spoken with an astronaut before. Did you actually have aspirations as a little kid, or when did that kick in for you? Yeah, you're right. I mean, all, all kids kind of wanted that. I, I tell you, to be honest with you, when I go to my son's elementary school uh, career day, I kind of dominate, you know. Yeah, I bet. Uh, but um, <laughs> but it, it is, it, it, yeah, it's something I always wanted to do since I was a little kid. And uh, I never thought it really would happen, but it did. I got very lucky. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can think of a ton of different questions. Obviously, the, on the 27th, NASA and SpaceX teaming up for this uh, return to, I guess, the, the International Space Station. Maybe a quick question prior to that. One of your missions, I think your first one was on Space Shuttle Endeavor, right? And um, you're out in space for several months and, and out on the International Space Station. What was that process like for you? How did you prepare? Or could you really prepare for something like that? Once you're out there, you haven't done it before. What was that like for you? Yeah, so it's interesting that the first time uh, that I was flying, I was, go- I was meeting to the long haul, you know, being up there for three months. And I had, I had four years to prepare so as far as being uh, isolated and confined, it's kind of like what we're all going through right now. But I had the advantage of having a lot of time to prepare and train for it. Yeah. Uh, but it was, just, you know, it was great. I mean, I, I, I would have, I called my mission the Goldilocks mission because I was kind of happy after three months to come back home and get pizza again. But at the same time, I could have stayed longer because I was having a ball up there. Garrett Reisman's our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, former NASA astronaut, SpaceX consultant as well. On the 27th, NASA and SpaceX are teaming up to launch astronauts from the U.S. for the first time since 2011 on SpaceX Crew Dragon spacecraft to the International Space Station. So there's that whole piece to this. But also, my understanding is there's an aspect to the Endeavor next week that is about uh, civilian space travel in a way. Would that be correct? That's, that's right. It, 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 that's, it, it, it might not look like it initially, but that's exactly what's getting. But the most important thing about next week is, is the return of NASA and the United States, the, the capability of sending people into space. Ever since we landed the last shuttle nine years ago, our country has not had the ability to launch men and women into space. We've had to ask the Russians to give our astronauts rides to the space station. And so that all changes next week when we launch this uh, Crew Dragon mission. Uh, and we'll be launching Americans on American rockets on American soil, and we're back into business. And that's, that's huge. But... What you're talking about is actually very correct, and that is the, the other part of the story is that this has been done differently. This is a public-private partnership between NASA and SpaceX, and it does open the door to use these same exact vehicles to fly private citizens. That's Garrett Reisman. It's a part of our conversation, former NASA astronaut and now a consultant with SpaceX, which is the uh, business that's partnering with NASA for this launch tomorrow. And we get the podcast that the whole deal is right on our homepage at WFIL.com. Welcome to help yourself to that and any of the other podcasts of our programs. Absolutely free. Fair enough. I think free is a good price. And by the way, feel free to tell a friend about our program if you are so inclined. Happy to have you spread the word. All for God's glory. We're glad the, the show would grow, but for God's sake, not for ours, really. I mean, that's ultimately what we're hoping for, that it's a blessing to as many people as possible. Quick break, and speaking of the blessing, very much looking forward to our next guest. His name is Crawford Loritz, and uh, we'll share more about that in a moment. He has a great book out that's an encouragement and can be to many. Back with that in just a second on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 
It's 425 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in. Very pleased this time to bring on speaker, author, and a longtime friend, Crawford Loritz. How you doing? Hey, Tim. Good to be with you, my friend. It's been a lot of years. It has been. You, you, you and my father have known each other for many years, and I saw you had a book out. Not that this is a new thing. You've had, what, how many, seven or eight of them before? I think uh, I'm trying to count nine. Nine? Nine? Yeah. (laughs) Right. But when I saw it and I saw the topic, I'm like, we've got to try to connect. And I'm grateful we have your marriage today and tomorrow making your relationship matter now and for generations to come. And it's Mm -hmm. neat because it's written with your wife also. So this is, uh, you know, I read a little bit of the part where you talked about when you were asked about doing this, you thought, well, should we? There are a lot of good marriage resources out there. Yes. But tell, yes. explain why, especially kind of what's lurking behind the why of a book yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, Karen and I, uh, it's my wife, Karen, we, we've spoken at marriage conferences for years and years. And, you know, we've written a book on, or, or it was a Bible study tool on, on parenting and that kind of thing. But I, I never really felt inspired or led to write a book on marriage myself because I felt like, there are so many incredible, wonderful, helpful books already in print, and what would I have to say? However, when uh, the publisher came to us and began floating the idea about us writing a book together on marriage, I, I gave him pushback, and then, and then as we thought about it, there is something that we've been really concerned uh, not concerned about. It's been, a, it's been a burden on our hearts, and that is the way we view marriage, that marriage really is all about mission. And so if uh, you've heard us speak over the last 25, 30 years, uh, the shadow behind our, what we say about marriage it has to do with future, has to do with mission, has to do with legacy, has to do with what uh, succeeding generations look like. And so it was with that in mind that we decided to, uh, to, to write this together. Yeah. The book is called, again, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for generations to come. You mentioned the speaking part. Before we go further, just folks may know, because we have partnered with Family Life for many years, and now you've done mm-hmm. some speaking with those Family Life marriage conferences, right? Yeah, we have. Boy, uh, we, we uh, just for years, and Dennis Rainey, Dennis and Barbara, who are the founders of Family Life, are just lifelong friends of ours, and, and it's, we've spoken at the conferences. I serve on the board now at Family Life, and it's just been a, a wonderful, rich experience for us. You know, those weekends to remember are just life-changing. You know, people come into the ballroom on a Friday night, and, and often, you know, they're, they're estranged, they're, they're issues and challenges and that kind of thing. And to see the transformation that literally takes place by Sunday afternoon is nothing short of remarkable. We've had the opportunity to have this come through. They tend to be here in the fall or late fall mm-hmm. uh, and, and nearby the radio station here for a number of years, I'm going to say a dozen years or more. And so it is, as you say, we enjoy partnering with them and, and Family Life in general, that ministry, which now the program hosted by uh, by uh, David Ann Wilson and uh, yes. Bob Lapine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right? That's on 9 o'clock every weekday morning on our station. So um, folks are well familiar with that. And so I just want to make that tie-in and that association with, with our listeners with you and that you have a history with, with uh, Family Life and the marriage conferences too. But on the book, oh, yeah. yeah. And on, so on the book, I mean, this is there's a lot we can tackle here. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I think that's so important, maybe uh, for people to understand, to set the stage, is that you and your wife came from super different backgrounds, and maybe just <laughs> you know take it whatever time you like, just to paint that that picture so people understand that despite a very different background, 
that God can do amazing things. And Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Karen and I do come from very, very different backgrounds. Um, I grew up in a family where uh, my, both my mother and father, they, they were there together. Um, you know, on my dad's side, there's a long line of strong male leadership, godly leadership in the home. You know, I could go back to uh, my great-grandfather, Peter, who was a slave, and for whatever reason, uh, he came to Christ and, and had a developed a passion for family, and that was passed down from one generation to the next, and uh, just so grateful, just so grateful to God for that. And so I grew up in a household where my mother and father, you know, uh, we, you know, it wasn't perfect, but they, they loved each other. They loved the Lord. They loved us kids. They modeled uh, integrity and godliness in front of us and this kind of thing. And and so I never, in my mind, I never, that was a portrait of family and that was a portrait of responsibility. And that was, and that left me with a desire to have that. And that was sort of normal, Right. Yeah. Well, Karen and I met each other at uh, Philadelphia College of Bible, it's now called Karen University, right. and uh, yeah, we met there in the, in the fall of 19, uh, 1969, yeah, when I got, first came back to school, well, long story, we we uh, fell in love and, and began to date, And uh, but Karen comes from a single-parent situation. In her words, men were an endangered species. Hmm. So they didn't stick around long in a family and uh, divorce was, was common. Just a lot of single parent mothers uh, in in the family. And Karen wasn't an exception. She, you know, just grew up in North Philadelphia. Then later on moved to, to Germantown section of the city there. And, you know, just, she was the oldest and had two younger brothers and she was, almost raising them when she was 9, 10, 11 years old. Mm. But then she went to, uh, her mother would send her to church, tell her to take her brothers with her to church. And here you have this 10-year-old, 11-year-old girl taking her little brothers to church on Sunday morning. Wow. Walks into a church on Wayne Avenue. It used to be called, it's called Memorial Baptist Church. And uh, wow. back then, there, Peter Kowalchuk, who was from the Ukraine, was a pastor there. There are some former missionaries there from uh, used to be called the China Inland Mission, uh, retired, and, and they were in that, that, that church. And she found a place that loved her. And this is remarkable. I, I even, I've told this story so many times, even now telling it, I, I tear up to think about the grace of God. And at 13 and a half, almost 14 years old, she gave her heart to Jesus. And what she did not have in a home, there are some older couples that modeled before her what marriage looked like, what family looked like. And she was discipled by some of these older women in that, in that church, and they poured into her heart and life. And so although we come from different backgrounds, uh, the cross is our common point of reference. Yeah. And the power of the gospel that changed her heart and life and changed mine and made her just uh, hunger and desire to, to have a godly marriage and, and raise raise children and, as the scriptures say, in the nurture and, and encouragement of the Lord. So, yeah, that that's, you know, now, to be honest with you, those different backgrounds, you come together, it, it can be like two great rivers coming together. And, <laughs> you know, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can picture so, it right now, right. Smash! Right. Wham! Yeah. yeah. That's right. But But the starting point is the gospel, not what we used to be. But it's it's the cross. It's the power of the gospel that, that can change us. And so, yeah, that's that's our backgrounds. 
Crawford Luritz, our guest on the uh, Tim DeMoss show this afternoon. The new book we're chatting about is called Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for Generations to Come. We'll have copies to give away on our website in the near future. Uh, we'll get you details as that becomes available. In the meantime, quick check on the forecast. Good deal of sun with a high of 81 the rest of the afternoon. Kind of cloudy, a low down to 60 this evening. Then tomorrow on the cloudy side, might get a shower and a high of 78. Our Bible League partnership chugging along slowly but surely. We're at 555 Bibles so far with 1,645 to go. Only $5 a pop. If you want to help out, it's 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. Or you can click the Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia banner at WFIL.com. We'll keep our conversation with Crawford Witz going in just a moment on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 437 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Crawford Loritz is our guest. The book we're chatting about, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for Generations to Come. And the book is very rich, so we only have maybe time to get into pieces of it here. But sure. foundationally, and I want to come back to, uh, well, you know what? Let, let me just... Uh, Skip for a second to the thought. You just shared about two very different backgrounds, and yet you've been married how many years now? 49 years. 49 years. Wow. People can find out what's in the secret sauce a bit by reading the book, right? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's not, no, no big secret, but it's, it's, it's work, brother. <laughs> well, one of the elements to the sauce is really getting back to, so what is this whole marriage thing about? And you started to talk about key words like mission and legacy. But mm-hmm. in, in the in near the beginning of the book, you talk about God's image, and that marriage yes. is, is right. Talk about that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. So, so the vision for marriage begins. It's lodged in. It's lodged in creation. And I know it, it, this sounds crazy here because you know when we talk about marriage, we want to talk about transactional stuff, how to resolve conflict, you know, and and you know how to how to argue right and all of this other kind of stuff. Well, and which is important, which is important. But really, the vision of marriage is rich in theology. It begins in creation. When, when God says, let us make man in our image, yeah. our image, the yeah. plural there, I think he, you know, marriage and family was created to, to represent and model the, this is a heavy theological term, the inter-Trinitarian love relationship, the love relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So that together, a couple together, which would really reflect the wholeness of the image of God, the dignity, the beauty of God's image. And, uh, and so marriage is a primary way by and through which the image of God is passed on from one generation to the next. And that is the ultimate primary mission of marriage, obviously to represent Christ, but to pass on the image of God, to pour into the, to the next generation what that image looks like and the wholeness of that image uh, from one generation to the next. Crawford Luritz, our guest, he and his wife Karen have co-written the book, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for Generations to Come. And the word legacy that you share in the book, uh, you define it at one point as the determined choices and decisions we make during our journey that will give the next generation a foundation of hope and confidence and um, maybe you could talk about that and kind of combine that with the idea of the default mode being to drift 
because there really isn't what you know in, in a very real way. There's a lot of intention. There's a lot going on in marriage more than just hey she's smoking or that yeah, guy yeah, is like yeah, a, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much more than just or you know you make me happy. I feel good when I'm with you. Blah, blah, blah. Like okay, all right, let's yeah, get yeah, it, exactly, right? exactly. So that exactly. versus drifting. That's right. Well, see, the the point is this, and I don't mean to insult the listeners with this because it's an obvious statement. The truth of the matter is, we're going to leave a legacy. You know, it, it's categorically irrelevant to say, well, I don't have any noble ideas, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not in all this mission stuff, and I don't want to leave. I'm just trying to make it here, trying to pay the bills and make sure that my kids don't smoke too much dope and all this other kind of stuff. Right. You know, that's a, but the truth of the matter, if you're breathing, if you're married, you are going to influence the next generation. And the question is, it's, it's irrelevant to say that, you know, that I don't want to. No, you're going to. And so yeah. you, we have to be intentional about that. You know, my marriage and generations after, after me will tell the truth about the condition of my relationship with my wife. Now, again, that does not – as soon as I say that, I, I'm, I'm cautious because, you know, there's, there's a point of new beginnings with Christ. But for the point of the, what we're trying to say in the book is that we've got to be intentional then. I've got to live life with great intentionality. If I want to influence the next generation and succeeding generations, my great-grandchildren, my great-great-great-grandchildren, I need to give them a benchmark. I need to give them a model of what life was meant to be. My marriage needs to be hope-filled for future generations. So that, that means choices. It means decisions that I need to make. It means personal discipline. It means more than anything else that I surrender my life to the Lordship of Christ and the biblical blueprint upon which, you know, marriage is to thrive and to work. And so I want to be that, that lighthouse for others to point to, to look at and say, this is the direction. Here's the harbor in which we're headed. This is where I came from. And it just, uh, it, that's what it means to be intentional. Old guy said many years ago, I, I don't know where I heard this from, but if you want to leave footprints in the sand of time, you got to wear work boots. <laughs> and, uh, right. and so so that's the, the thrust of this book, living life intentionally, being a steward of the relationship that God's given to me, realizing that marriage is a primary conduit by and through which the image of God is passed on from one generation to the next. So it matters the choices that I make. It matters how I raise my children. It matters what goals I have. It matters how I live. It matters It matters that I apologize and repent of my sin and grow and overcome because it's not just about now. It's not just about today. It's about future. Yeah, yeah. very much so, very much so. Uh, Crawford Lewitz is our guest, the book Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Uh, among other things, he's uh, spoken at many, and his wife have spoken at Family Life Marriage Conferences. He's a senior pastor at a Fellowship Bible Church in Georgia and also has written many books, including this uh, one called Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow. There's so many things still in my mind I could ask you about, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to just a few. Um, for those who have maybe come from a background where they don't have a long history like your, like your wife Karen did, um, talk about the hope that there still is to to reset things from this point forward um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you know, I, as a pastor, I see lives transformed all the time, and it's the most enriching, incredible thing about about ministry. And you know, no matter what background you've come from, no, no matter what's happened to you in the past, and I don't mean to minimize dysfunction, there are some horrible, horrible, horrible things that have happened to people 
there's pain, uh, there's abuse, there's all kinds of stuff that, that has happened. But listen to me, you know, the, the gospel says there's always hope for a new beginning. Uh, we just celebrated a few weeks ago the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ not only died on the cross for our sin and in our place, but he rose again on the third day. And he says that that power is given to all of us who trust Christ as Savior and Lord, that resurrection power. So here's the point I want to make, and I don't mean for this to sound like some empty preacher cliche, but if God can raise a dead Jesus, then he can take care of any issue, any dysfunction, any habit, any, 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 any addiction that we have in our lives, and he can change us. I have seen him do that thousands of times. I've seen hundreds and thousands of marriages through the years put back together because in humility, people turned to Christ and said, look, I've got pain in my past. I've got these issues. Will you help me? And the Lord has stepped in and, and led them to people and good resources and, and other things to rebuild their lives. And so it's not where you came from that determines your outcome. That's not the point. It's what you do with what you know that will determine your outcome. Mm-hmm. Crawford Loritz, our guest, senior pastor of Fellowship Bible Church, Roswell, uh, Georgia, also featured speaker at Family Life Marriage Conferences and author of this new book, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for Generations to Come, written with his wife, Karen. A quick break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up our conversation. And again, we will have copies of this book to give away on our website I'm going to guess in the next day or two, we'll keep you posted as to when that's available for you to uh, try and win. All right. So that's coming up. Uh, our conversation again with Crawford Lewitz in just a second. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 448 in the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in today. Uh, chatting with Crawford Loritz, author of the book, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for Generations to Come. Before the break, you said something about uh, it's not where you came from that will determine your outcome. It's what you do with what you know that will determine your outcome. Do you have a thought along with that for folks who are listening? Maybe now they have their marriages. You know, they're the adult. They're not necessarily about to get married, but they were, they're the adult. Yeah. Maybe they've been through that. Maybe they're separated or divorced now. And they're kind of feeling like, I don't know, what do I have left in the tank to do? I don't know. I don't, I'm, you know, so maybe the regret is actually strong for, for the past and, uh, and, you know, yeah. or they're strained with their kids or whatever it is to, does it get back to personal, like fall in love with the Lord and let him go from there? Yes, it means that, Tim, but not in some denial way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've you got to face the reality of what has happened. And and sometimes, you know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, okay? Uh, we've made choices and decisions that have uh, put us in a trajectory where there's a mess. And there are unintended consequences for some of these choices and decisions. Right. However, right is always right. And you can't go back and undo what has been done. But what you can do is humble yourself and acknowledge the pain that you cause. Yeah. You, can, you can seek and ask for forgiveness. You can begin anew right now. No, you can't. You, you may have adult kids and there's pain and there maybe they've been offended and hurt and bruised by some of the choices that have taken place. And you can't undo that. But you can start living from this day forward 
in light of the new person that you can become and that Jesus Christ can can do in in and through your life and you can you can i mean you can apologize you can you can you can demonstrate to the consistency of your life and your love for them that things are new and things are different and so there's always hope as long as there's there's breath and so no you can't undo certain things you, you wish you know there's regrets there but you know Jesus Christ meets us where we are and i'm not saying that the pain is always gone yes there's the pain of those memories but he can give you hope right now. And so I think the worst thing to do is to, you know, sort of dissolve yourself into pity and, and beat yourself up over these things. I think what you need to do is say, Lord God, by your grace and mercy, I'm going to apologize, seek to make things right as, as, as much as I possibly can. And from this day forward, will you help me to be what you've called me to be? Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of wisdom to digest there. Uh, Crawford Loritz, kind enough to hang out with us for a few moments. The book, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now and for Generations to Come. Uh, last two questions, if I could. One is kind of a, a, they're tied together. The word conflict comes up in the book. Uh, I mean, the, the, uh, you talk about choose what offends you. And, yeah. and also the idea that conflict can actually lead to something more meaningful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. have to be that conflict is a bad word. No. No, I mean, conflict in and of itself is not bad. In fact, I say in the book, or we say in the book, that uh, there's no such thing, and I know this is going to, some people may disagree with this, but there's no such thing as intimate, an intimate relationship where there's not been conflict. Yeah. You know, yeah. to be close means that it's not just you get close with all the positive things about yourself. But when you get close, you get close. I mean, you see, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly in the other person. So to be in dynamic relationship with one another of necessity means that we become proficient at, at giving and receiving forgiveness. Because there's only two options when you get married, right? Actually, you know, there's only one option when you get married, and that is you're going to marry a sinner. Yeah. That person that you marry is a sinner. They're not the fourth member of the Trinity. They don't walk on water. And so... The fact that there's conflict in a relationship doesn't mean that, you know, something's necessarily wrong with the relationship. It means that two human beings have come together. But it's what you do with the conflict that determines, you know, whether it's going to move you toward, as, as they say in the weekend, to remember whether it's going to move you toward oneness or isolation. It all depends on what you do with it. And so conflict is common to every relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now your other question about uh, choosing what offends you, what we mean by that is not denial, not denial. But what we mean by that is, you know, and it's almost like an old cliche. You, you gotta, you gotta pick your battles. <laughs> right. You gotta pick your battles. Right. I mean, you've got six silver bullets and twenty-four targets. <laughs> you can't, you can't shoot at everything. You gotta run out of ammunition. Yeah. And and so I think people who have healthy marriages and they they've experienced oneness with one another, they don't they. They understand that, yeah, we need to move toward uh, wholeness and oneness with one another, but there's no such thing as perfection. And some things you just got to, you know, just let go. It's not a deal breaker. It's, you know, um, you know you, your husband, you know, he, he has a bad habit of, of leaving his shirt on the chair and not hanging it up. And he right. probably should do that and this kind of thing. It just gets on your nerves. But... But he's got these other positive things. So there's some things you just learn how to let go of. 
Yeah. But I'm not. But in anything that serves as a barrier to oneness in the relationship, that needs to be addressed. And so it's not denial, but it's just choosing, choosing what what you let offend you. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes as couples, you know, we just need to grow up. <laughs> There's nothing worse than seeing uh, a petty, picky, forty-year-old man <laughs> that's whining. But what if your wife? <laughs> what if your wife's wrong? Then no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So tell tell me this, you guys, you and Karen married almost fifty years. When I DJ yeah. a wedding, we do an anniversary dance. We bring all the married couples on the floor, uh-huh. and then I'll play a song. And after about a minute, I'll say, "Okay, if you've been married twelve hours or less, move to the edge of the floor." So yeah, yeah. Everybody laughs. You get down and as the song proceeds. We get down to the last couple in the middle, and all the couples are around the end. So there's usually yeah. a couple, you know, at the wedding, married forty plus years, sometimes fifty, even more. Uh, and then I'll, I'll bring the couple out with the wireless mic, the, the new couple, and the couple married the longest. And I'll give the mic to the couple married the longest, and I'll say, look at this couple. They've been married for, you know, how long have you been married? 47 years. Okay. How long have you been married? You know, 4.7 hours. So um, what's <laughs> what's something you can tell this young, fresh-faced couple to get from where they're standing to where you are? And so then I'll give it to the husband and wife. So they'll say different things. So pretend yeah, yeah, I'm giving yeah. you the microphone. What would you say to the young couple that just got married? Oh man, uh, <laughs> you know I would I would tell them uh, there's a number of things that I would say, but I think uh, the first one is is that uh, I would say to the young couple, number one, uh, make Jesus Christ the passionate pursuit of your life in this marriage, and and then secondly, what I would say to one another is, you know, forgiveness is a choice, and to be married is a commitment to forgive both to receive it as well as to give it. That's what I would say. And there's a third one that I would probably say too. And this may sound very simple, but I would encourage them to pray with each other every single night. Hmm. And uh, that would enhance their, their oneness and their intimacy. That's great. That's great. That's good words. And folks, <laughs> folks can hear more of them in the book, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow, Making Your Relationship Matter Now. And for generations to come, every everyone, everyone, every wedding I do is different. Some of them are very funny. Some of them actually sad are a little sad, to be honest. So yeah, 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 I yeah, just do whatever she yeah. tells me. Like, okay, well, so you guys are <laughs> you're existing, but one woman was really funny. She goes, uh, she goes, you have the secret to a great marriage is you have to eat out a lot. And she goes, yeah. I, she goes, I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He goes Saturday, Thursday, Tuesday. <laughs> And then, she, then she got really serious and she said, marriage is a commitment before God. And she looked them both in the eyes like, you need to honor your commitment and, you know, be intentional with yeah. it. So, so it was good because you showed a sense of humor, showing the side yeah, of it that right, it, right. marriage isn't easy all the time. But, but uh, yeah, so. Oh, that's great, Tim. Well, thank you so much for the privilege and opportunity for, to do this. And uh, yeah. Blessings on you, and uh, give your dad a big hug for me. I mean, after this COVID nineteen thing is over, so yes, I will, I will for yeah. sure. Greet your wife All for right. us too. Thank you okay, for sharing Tim. her, uh, sharing you with us. Okay, thank you. Uh, have Tim. a great rest of your day. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Crawford Loritz, uh, longtime family friend, uh, godly man, a lot of wisdom, love that, and uh, speaker with Family Life, also author of this new book. Your marriage today and tomorrow, making your relationship matter now and for generations to come. 
highly encourage you to check out the podcast of our program. It should be up within the next hour or so and let a friend know to do the same. Hopefully when you listen to the programs, not just this one, but on the radio station, refer a friend, especially during these times we find ourselves in. People are hungry, and the radio station hopefully is providing that information about the Lord and, and just uh, pointing people to Him that can, you know, you don't have to almost do any work. Just let them know it's here and, the, and let them listen in the privacy of their home and their cars. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll look forward to doing it again tomorrow. One more time, if you want to help out in our partnership with Bible League, it's on our website at WFIL.com. You can call 800-YES-WORD. Have a great night. Jim Axum, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.